Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. In our uh, text this morning, Jesus uses a short little parable about how hard it is for a person to get to heaven like a camel going through the eye of a needle. Well, Jesus spoke a lot in parables. And uh, I'm going to share with you my thoughts this morning on the theme, really, of this passage. And that, of course, is, with God, all things are possible. And since Jesus used parables, I'd like to begin with a parable. And it goes like this. There were uh, Lutheran pastors every month kind of meet together at a church for what they call circuit meetings. And uh, they were all talking, and in this group, there was a very young pastor about a year out of the seminary, and there was another one who was uh, pretty well seasoned, but uh, then there was also a retired pastor who has uh, been retired for and had preached for many, many years. Well, the, ta- the discussion started to talk about how they had, had so many funerals, and then the question came up, well, what would you like, Pastor, for people to say at your funeral? Well, the young guy got up real quickly and he said, I want, my, I want everybody at my funeral to say he truly was a man of God. Well, the more seasoned pastor, he thought for a moment, and he said, I think I would like my people to say about me that I had integrity and I taught the word in its truth and purity. Well, the re- the, of course, they looked at the retired pastor, and he, he thought for a moment, and then he said, you know, I think what I would like most for people to say about me at my funeral is, look, he's still moving. There is a man who believes that with God, all things are possible. Well, at some point, we must come to terms with our own mortality. And as I look around the group assembled this morning, I would say that many of us have come to the realization that we have more days behind us than we have ahead of us. But wait. That's not true. We have an eternity of days ahead of us. You see, the question is, where will we spend those days? There are some sitting here this morning who have faced illnesses and alarming medical reports. And unless Jesus returns, one day all of us here will have to face our last day on earth. So together, we're looking at the fact that with God, all things are possible. Now, this reminds me of one of the I am statements of Jesus. Yes, together we remember the words of Jesus that show us that we can face even death with certainty instead of uncertainty and fear. With God, all things are possible. I'd like to read to you a very well-known story from John. It's about Jesus and his friend Lazarus. On his arrival, 
Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in their loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she ran out to meet him. But Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live, even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she told him. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who has come into the world. And after she had said this, she ran back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and he's asking for you. Well, when Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went out to him. Now, Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. And when the Jews who had been with Mary in the house comforting her noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing that she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, See how he loved him? But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? And so, we have, as we reflect on this story, we need to be aware of the, the Jewish belief was that when a person passed away, their soul remained near the body for three days. The period of mourning for the dead lasted for three days of very heavy mourning, and then four days of heavy mourning, and then 30 days of lighter mourning. And it was customary for friends and relatives to come and comfort the family, even as it is today. Lazarus, though, had been in the grave now for four days, which meant that all hope was lost. In this story, there are really three characters who all respond to the death of Lazarus in a different way. Well, first, there's Martha. She ran out to meet Jesus as he arrived. And when she met him, her words were clear. If you had been here, my brother would not have died. The emphasis here seems to be on the fact that she knew that Jesus was able to help. 
But then she adds, I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. She knew that Jesus was the Christ. She believed that he would be able to heal her brother. However, four days had gone by and Lazarus' soul was gone. To her, it was too late. Yet God would do what Jesus asked. And yes, her brother would rise again. Someday at the resurrection. But he was gone. Have you ever felt like that? You face a difficult time. And when God doesn't respond in the way that you expected, you might be confused. You know that God is able to intervene, but all you can do is hope for the best. Well, Jesus responded to her by saying that he is the day of resurrection. He is the life. To be with Jesus is to be with life. Do you know that theologians have hunted all throughout the four Gospels trying to find one of Christ's funeral servants? But they all searched in vain. They found that Christ actually broke up every single funeral that he ever attended. The widow at Nain, Jairus' daughter, and Lazarus. Death simply could not exist where Jesus was. When the dead heard his voice, they sprang to life. Many people today are afraid of death. They hope for the best, but expect the worst. And you can tell a lot about a person by the way they face death. We need not fear the unknown, wondering if God will have mercy on us and let us into his heaven. If we have faith in Jesus, we have life. Wherever we go, whatever unknown we face, we have life. And not just eventually, but right now. Yes, Martha, her hope was in Christ. Well, how about Mary? Mary had been the one who sat at the feet of Jesus. She had heard his words and knew his teaching. And yet, when word came that Jesus was arriving, she did not run out to meet him but she stayed home. And I think, why did she do that? Well, commentaries make the observation that Mary sat still in the house. This character trait formerly had been an advantage to her when it put her at Christ's feet to hear his word. But in the day of affliction, that same trait disposed her to melancholy. And if you listen closely, Mary said the exact same thing to Jesus that Martha had. She says, Lord, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died. But the focus, however, does not seem to be so much on what Jesus was able to do as upon what 
Jesus was willing to do. Mary knew that Jesus could have saved her brother if he had only come earlier, but he hadn't. He was able, but in Mary's eyes, he wasn't willing. He was too busy. Mary does not question the ability of Jesus, but his motive. And I think she was probably angry. Well, many people, like Mary, also approach death in anger and unbelief. Why did God allow this to happen? Doesn't God know how much I needed this person? What will happen to me now? They see death as a waste and as a tragedy instead of as a victory. Consider this little parable. Two little birds had made a nest in the bushes in the back of the garden. A little girl found the nest. It had four pretty speckled eggs in it. One day, after she had been away from the nest for some time, she ran again into the garden to take a peek at the speckled eggs. But instead of the beautiful eggs, there were only broken, empty shells. Oh, she said, picking out the pieces, the beautiful eggs are all spoiled and broken. No, said her brother, they're not spoiled. The best part of them has taken wing and flown away. And so it is in death. For the believer, the body left behind is really only an empty shell, while its soul, the better part, has gone to heaven. Yes, Martha hoped, and Mary got angry. But what did Jesus do? The shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus wept. Now, why did Jesus weep? Was it for Lazarus? No. He knew that Lazarus was about to be raised from the dead. He knew that Lazarus, in life or death, was safe and would be with him forever. But he wept for those who were mourning because he loved them and he felt their pain. God does not like to see his children suffer, even if in the end it's for their own good. And yes, it is okay to cry at funerals. It's not a sign of despair, only that we will miss the people that have now died. Paul would write to the Thessalonians, Brothers, we do not want you to be ignorant about those who fall asleep or to grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. We believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. Jesus wept that day because he felt the pain of what his friends were going through. Death means separation, and that always brings a sense of loss and emptiness. It's normal and natural to grieve, 
just not as someone without hope, though. We weep not because we think that we'll never meet again, but because it might be a long time before we do. In this life, there will be good days and bad days. Good days like today as we celebrate Christ's body and blood in Holy Communion. There will also be bad days when we have to say goodbye to brothers and sisters in Christ. But through it all, we need to remember that Jesus is the resurrection and the life. I'm reminded of something that happened, or I read about something that happened many years ago. A workman of the great chemist Michael Faraday accidentally knocked a silver cup into a solution of acid. Well, it was promptly dissolved, eaten up by the acid. The workman was terribly disturbed by the accident. The chemist came in, and he put a chemical into the acid. And shortly, all the silver was precipitated to the bottom, and the shapeless mass of silver was lifted out and sent to a silversmith. And a few days later, a brand new cup was sitting on the desk. With God, all things are possible. Remember, Martha hoped, Mary got angry, and Jesus wept because he knows our pain. The good news of the gospel is that in Jesus, the sting of death has been removed. In him, we have hope. In him, we have life. For he is the resurrection and the life. And that's what makes all things possible. Amen.